Hello everybody, it's Ben Carlisle, publisher, BleedTechBlue.com, coming to you for a new edition of Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Of course, this will be only a podcast edition as we wrapped up Season 15 with Sports Talk 97.7 just a few weeks ago. Always appreciate Sports Talk 97.7 and all that they do for us. So, uh, a lot to get into, of course, when we last spoke. Uh, about 15 days ago, uh, all the hype surrounding Louisiana Tech baseball, we'll get into some of that. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Josh Taylor's Louisiana Tech softball team. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we're only six days away uh, from both Talvin Hester and Brooks Stores, uh, two men and women's basketball programs, starting up the Conference USA Tournament over in Frisco. They'll wrap up their regular seasons this weekend. Uh, of course, starting tonight, wrapping up the regular season on Saturday. So we'll get into all that uh, over the next 20 or 30 minutes. Appreciate you tuning in, of course. Uh, like I mentioned, I'm Ben Carlisle, <clears throat> excuse me, publisher, bleedtechblue.com. So we'll start with baseball. A lot to get into, some controversy in Oxford last night. Uh, but we'll go back to the regular season opener, uh, that four-game series with BYU. Louisiana Tech ultimately splits that series. Uh, they drop games one and three uh, by a score of 10 to one and eight to two. They win games two and four, uh, eight, six, and 10, two. I guess the big thing, uh, if, if you're trying to you know figure out a microcosm of this series for Louisiana Tech, let's be, let's be up front. First off, high expectations for Louisiana Tech. Really talented baseball team. Uh, been to two consecutive regionals. Won 43 games a season ago. Huge crowds at the Love Shack throughout the weekend. But I'll be honest, I felt like Louisiana Tech came in, especially Friday night. I uh, thought BYU punched the dogs in the face, and they were uh, really didn't know how to withstand that. And it ultimately led to a 10-1 defeat. So... Um, Season didn't necessarily get off to a, a start that we necessarily expected. Uh, I, I thought Louisiana Tech, from a starting pitching standpoint, uh, that was probably the biggest concern. You look at the opener, uh, Jonathan Fincher, four innings, allows three-yard runs. I think it was the worst outing in the world. BYU did have a lot of hard contact, but Fincher's pitch count Obviously got up there. You know, if his pitch count would have been a little lower, maybe you find him into that fifth, into that sixth inning. Uh, and, you know, who knows? Maybe that game ends up in a, in a 3-1 ball game in the seventh, and Louisiana Tech has a chance to win. But ultimately, you go away from Fincher. Ryan Harlan struggled some. Uh, I know the freshman Jacob Havern got his first outing. He, he didn't have uh, the best outing as well. Ultimately, Tech falls 10-1. to Fast forward to Saturday. Game one of that doubleheader, Greg Martinez getting the first start. I want to say it's his first weekend start of his career, and it just wasn't pretty. He he really struggled command-wise, ultimately goes only two innings for Louisiana Tech in that game. Uh, I thought the big turning point in the game was when Alex Sparks enters in relief, Juco transfer, right-hander, had a really good spring, not as impressive back in the fall, but he gives you four innings of relief work, only allows one earned run, punches out nine, 
allows your offense to get back in the game, and that's exactly what Tech did. Trailing 6-2 in the seventh, Dalton Davis, two-run homer, Phil Matulia, solo homer, and then ultimately Dalton Davis, or excuse me, uh, Brody, Brody Dross scores the go-ahead run to make it 7-6 in the eighth on a wild pitch. Dalton Davis doubles to left field, extend that lead out to 8-6. Landon Tompkins comes on, fires the final two innings. Tech finds itself in the win column for the first time in 2023. Game two of the doubleheader. A lot like the first two games, and that's kind of been something that we've seen out of Louisiana Tech throughout you know much of the first nine games of the year. A slow start. Uh, you find yourself behind. I, I didn't think Raleigh Hector threw the ball especially bad. I thought his defense kind of let him down uh, behind him. You look at his line score, he pitches four innings. I think he gives up seven runs, but only three of those runs were earned. So that kind of gives you some insight as far as how bad the, the defense or I'm not going to say how bad, but how some of the defense struggled behind him. And then, uh, like I said, ultimately Tech falls 8-2. to two. T- Speaking of the defense, Tech had three errors in that game, so kind of gives you some insight there. Get the day off on Sunday. Uh, of course, BYU doesn't play on Sundays. Go to Monday. Not a must-win situation, but your backs are against the wall. Uh, you obviously want to earn a split. You don't ever want to fall three out of four, especially in the opening series with the team. Uh, Those picked to win Conference USA. Reed Smith, tremendous outing on the mound. Gives Tech four and two-thirds of two-run ball. Tech turns it over to Ethan Bates. He was phenomenal out of the pen, punched out five and two and a third. Tompkins closes it out with two innings of hitless baseball while striking out two offensively really fun night Brody Dros goes two for four at the dish uh hits his first home run of the season Phil Matulia phenomenal yet again he was one for five with the three run or I don't know if it's a three run homer but he had a home run three RBIs George Corona was two for four as well as Louisiana Tech ultimately earned the split with BYU what did I think of BYU overall uh I think sometimes we underestimate opponents as fans, uh, to be quite honest with you. Uh, I thought a West Coast school coming to Ruston, long road trip, Louisiana Tech has all this hype. Oh, they'll obviously win uh, three out of four, maybe sweep that series. But BYU was 33-21 and 21 a season ago. Uh, I think they're ranked in the top five overall in Team ERA. And we kind of saw that. I think their bats were a little bit better than we maybe necessarily expected. They squared up a lot of balls throughout the weekend. So uh, a really good challenge for Louisiana Tech. Fast forward to the following weekend, Nickel State. Uh, first off, Friday, we get the big blow. Cole McConnell, star center fielder, all-conference, potential All-American, uh, hit over 300, nine homers, t- school record, 76 RBIs. He's suspended indefinitely. That's a huge blow uh, for Louisiana Tech. He's also he's obviously been a mainstay in center field for the last couple years. Uh, we'll see where that situation goes. Don't have a whole lot of intel uh, as far as the specifics go, but hopefully at some point down the line, uh, Cole McConnell is able to return for Louisiana Tech. So Friday night, you wonder, Nickel State comes to town. You should win the base, baseball game. Uh, you know, how is you know Louisiana Tech going to respond to a, a bit of adversity? Uh, losing one of your better players, it was a tremendous response. Jonathan Fincher gives you seven innings on the mound, 
allows one earned run, punches out four, doesn't walk a batter, which was, listen, after he goes four innings, three earned, we talked a little bit about, Fincher's got to be that tone setter as a senior on Friday night. That's what he did in the opener against Nichols. Uh, Tech had a number of extra base hits in this game. Hogart, Matulia, Corona, Myers, Birchfield, McLeod all had doubles. Phil Matulia homer twice. It was a career night for him. Four for five at the dish. Had five RBIs. Walker Birchfield had a career night as well. Going three for four, two RBIs. Logan McLeod also added multiple hits. uh, Going two for three, two RBIs from his spot at third base. Fast forward to Saturday. Obviously got a chance to win your first series of the year. Uh, Nickel State, you knew they would kind of be in this game a little bit more. You know, they, they weren't going to come out and lay two eggs uh, in two consecutive games to open the series. They jump out to an early 2-0 lead on an Edgar Alvarez single, uh, which, you know, we, we saw Raleigh Hector. He's a young pitcher, hasn't thrown a lot of innings in his career how does he respond to some of that adversity? He responded brilliantly. He gives you six innings, two-run baseball. Uh, only needed 67 pitches to get through those six innings. Landon Tompkins gives you two and a third scoreless. And then Ethan Bates picks up his first save of the year. Offensively, where did it come from Louisiana Tech? It came from two swings. Phil Matulia, he stayed white hot. You've heard his name mentioned a lot over the previous uh, three or four games. Two-run homer to left field. Tied the game at two in the fourth inning. Immediately following Matulia, George Coroner goes back-to-back with a bomb to center field. Gives Tech a 3-2 lead. That's all the Bulldogs would need in this one. Fast forward to Sunday. Nickel State looking to avoid the sweep. Not a whole lot to say about this one. It was ugly. Reed Smith was pretty good on the mound. Goes four and a third. Doesn't quite get through that fifth inning for you, but he only allows one earned run. Tech bullpen really struggled. Allowed six earned runs. Uh, Tech falls 8-0. Wasn't pretty defensively. Only had four hits offensively. Uh, Nobody in the lineup had multiple hits. Just one of those games that are very frustrating as a fan. One of those games that you try to wash away as quickly as possible. So, I think from a fan base standpoint, and that's kind of what we do here at Bleed Tech Blue, is we, we try to get the pulse of a fan base, but we try to obviously uh, give you a lot of intel and a lot of analysis that allows you to form your own opinion while also breaking down some of these games. So after you lay an egg on a Sunday against a Nickel State team, how do you feel going to the defending national champs Ole Miss, Tuesday afternoon, they're ranked fourth in the country here early on in 2023. They'd hit 18 home runs in eight games, which is truly phenomenal, to be honest with you. And then on top of it, Ole Miss jumps out to a 4 nothing lead after four innings. And oh yeah, by the way, Tech doesn't have a hit. So let's look at those first four innings. Greg Martinez, I guess the best way to describe it was he was sporadic. Uh, you know, he gives up six hits, walks two in his first three innings, but he also punches out seven. He allows three earned runs. There were multiple times in those first three innings where Ole Miss had runners at second and third or runner at third less than two outs, and he was able to limit the damage. So he did a good job in that area. Isaac Crabb gives up, uh, I believe it was only one unearned run in his one inning of work in the fourth inning. JT Quinn, starter for Ole Miss. He punched out seven through the first four and a third. Didn't allow a hit when the game shifted in that fifth inning. Where did it shift? Lead off walk to George Corona. 
Adarius Myers follows that up with a good at-bat. He walks. Game changes right here. Fifth inning, Jonathan Hogart. 11-pitch at-bat. Really made Quinn grind. Ultimately leads to a infield single up the middle. Jacob Gonzalez, star shortstop for the Rebels, unable to make the play. Tech has them loaded. Will Safford comes up. LSU transfer 0 for 11. Big two-run double. Kind of kind of got Tech off the schneid a little bit. Allowed the guys to start playing with a little bit of confidence. Uh, two-run double makes it 4-2. Two hitters later, Brody Droz, three-run homer to right field, gives Tech a 5-4 lead. Ole Miss would tie the game in the bottom of the sixth inning uh, when they picked up a run off of Landon Tompkins. Tech comes right back in the seventh. Dalton Davis, single to left center, gives Tech a 6-5 lead. Tompkins, Ethan Bates, shut it down late. Bates picks up his second save of the year. Big note from this one. Hey, you responded to adversity against the national champions. You were down 4-0 after four innings. You were getting no hit. Lane Burroughs basically said that postgame. He's like, if this doesn't make you believe that you can play with anyone in the country, then I, then I don't know what you're here for because that's what you proved to yourself on that field Tuesday afternoon. Fast forward to Wednesday. Where do we start? All right, a lot to get into. First pitch moved up from 4 o'clock to 3 o'clock. Uh, doesn't take a rocket scientist to realize that there is a chance of rain going all the way back to Sunday for this game on Wednesday. Like We had seen it in the forecast for a number of days. Uh, sounds, you know, this is fast forward and past the point of the game. Sounds like it was discussed moving the game up even further. Ole Miss didn't have a whole lot of interest. Their home field, Louisiana Tech, gets to play in that third inning, or in that uh, sixth inning, or excuse me, at three o'clock. I'm getting lost here for a sec. All right. Nick Fragonals makes his first career start for Louisiana Tech on the mound. Nick Fragonals is going to be a dog. I'm going to tell you that right now. Freshman came right at Ole Miss. Ran into a little bit of trouble in the fourth inning, but he had thrown three scoreless innings before that. Phenomenal outing for the freshman out of Florida. Like I said, he's going to be a guy. Tech takes a 1-0 lead in the third inning on a solo homer by Ethan Bates. Tech extends that lead to 3 to nothing in the fourth inning on an absolute tank by Walker Birchfield to center field. An absolute tank. And you kind of felt like Louisiana Tech had a lot of the momentum. Ole Miss comes back, tie the game at 3 uh, Kemp Alderman hit a monster home run to left center. Chatagnier hits a two-run single, ties it in the fourth. Ethan Grove hits an opposite field home run in the f- fifth inning to make it 4-3. to three. So it's 4-3 to three at the end of six complete innings. Get into the seventh inning. Tech kind of makes their run. They take a 5-4 lead. Dalton Davis double to left center. 5-4, Dalton Davis is on third. George Corona's at the plate to 2-0 count. Oh, the little convenient lightning strike in Oxford. Everybody's taken off the field. Um, keep in mind, Tech's leading 5-4 top of the seventh inning. Ultimately, Ole Miss decides not to tarp the field. Two hours later, it decides it's going to rain. Must have been a lot of lightning in the Oxford area. Uh, and the game is called. Ole Miss ultimately gets credit for the win. And you ask why. The last completed inning is the inning that you go back to. So even though Louisiana Tech led 5-4 on the field, 
They were trailing 4-3 after six innings, so Ole Miss uh, gets the win on a technicality. I think it's one of the dumbest rules in all of sports. I, I'd never heard of the rule, uh, and a lot of you are familiar. I played college baseball at Louisiana. I've never heard of the rule. Uh, it, I don't know if they use the rule in professional baseball as, as well. One of the dumbest rules I've ever heard. I, it, it's a stupid rule. Like Louisiana Tech was winning the baseball game 5-4 to four on the field, but we're going to revert back to the last completed inning. Hey, it is what it is. A lot of unhappy folks. We heard Lane Burroughs after the game offered to drive back to Oxford, uh, play three innings at a later date. Mike Bianco was like, nah, not really wanting to loss that that bad, Coach Burroughs. Uh, also had an opportunity to start the game a little bit earlier in the day. No, nah, Ole Miss didn't want to do that either. Uh, flashback to 2021, if you recall. Uh, Louisiana Tech beat Ole Miss 13-1 in the game, one of a two-game midweek series. And uh, Ole Miss had the old COVID for game two, which COVID was a thing back then. And you're like, all right, well, they probably won't play their upcoming se- Oh, no, 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 they played their upcoming series. So Ole Miss has been known to do this against Louisiana Tech the last couple of years. Uh, Mike Bianco, doubt you're listening, but um, if I was Louisiana Tech, I don't know if I'd put the old Rebs on the schedule. And if I was the Rebs, I don't know if I'd put the dogs on the schedule because uh, you've had some issues defeating Louisiana Tech fair and square uh, over the last couple years, but nonetheless, real controversial ending in Oxford on Wednesday afternoon. Looking ahead at Louisiana Tech's upcoming schedule, they'll host Northwestern in a three-game non-conference series this weekend. That's a Northwestern team from the Big Ten off to an 0-6 start. Uh, So Louisiana Tech is obviously favored in that series. And then March the 10th through the 12th, uh, Louisiana Tech will travel to Arkansas. Uh, getting back into uh, playing a team from the SEC should be a really good challenge for the Bulldogs on the road in Fayetteville. Uh, okay, back to Louisiana Tech's record real quick. Off to a 5-4 and four start. Uh, looked like it was going to be 6-3, and three, but nonetheless, kind of feels like that fifth inning on Tuesday kind of shifted some things after some struggles offensively. Uh, feels like the Bulldogs are, are really about to take off, and hopefully that starts this weekend with Northwestern. Looking at the Josh Taylor softball team, last time we spoke, uh, believe they were getting set to travel to the Mardi Gras Mambo uh, down in Youngsville, Louisiana. You look at the games they played against Toledo, Manhattan, St. Thomas, Florida A&M, and Gardner-Webb. The Lady Texans won four or five games there. Came back home February 21st. Tremendous atmosphere at the Billy against 15th-ranked LSU. Ultimately, Lady Texans fall 3-1. to Then they went to the South Alabama tournament this past weekend. Face-off for Tulsa, Mississippi State, Furman, and South Alabama. Of course, South Alabama was the host. Split two out of four games there. Then come back last night against Central Arkansas, pick up a 5-3 win. So Lady Texters are now 10-5 overall, getting set for <coughs> excuse me, Louisiana Tech Invitational this weekend. Uh, I believe the three teams involved are the Lady Texters, Houston Christian, and UMass Lowell. So last weekend for the Lady Texters before they Start up conference play next weekend against a very good North Texas team. Of course, March the 7th, that's a Tuesday evening, they'll host ULM. But uh, conference play is on the horizon for Josh Taylor's squad. And it certainly appears 
that they're playing really good softball uh, as they get set for the mean green here in a couple of weeks. Shifting to the hardwood. Uh, last time we spoke about the Duck and Dogs, they're coming off a 90-85 to overtime loss at the hands of Florida Atlantic. Of course, Florida Atlantic uh, is one of the better teams in Conference USA, or they are the best team in Conference USA at this point in the season. Looking at their record right now, 26-3 and overall, 16-2 and in conference play. Uh, we're getting set for a February 16th matchup with North Texas. Grant McCadson does a tremendous job with that program. And, oh, yeah, by the way, we got the news Thursday. Kobe Williams, star point guard, averaging nearly 19 points a game, had been dismissed from the program. Um, if you look at some of the issues early in the year, I don't know if it's all that surprising that Kobe Williams was ultimately dismissed. Uh, we had seen him not start a couple of games, uh, which we assume was some internal discipline. We saw him have to uh, be a team suspension against ULM. So there was obviously some issues internally. Ultimately, Talvin Hester, as he tries to establish a culture at Louisiana Tech, uh, decided to move on from Kobe Williams, and that's his prerogative, and, and that's what he feels is best for the program. And hopefully, uh, you know, it's led to some struggles over the last four games since Kobe was dismissed. But you have to hope that for the program going forward, uh, it's going to lead to some uh, some increased positivity uh, for Coach Hester. So uh, you look at how Louisiana Tech has played since Kobe Williams' dismissal. You fall by ten at home to North Texas. You follow that up on Saturday the 18th against Charlotte. You fall by seven at home to the 49ers. You go on the road at Western Kentucky last Thursday night, 8 p.m. tip on CBS Sports Network. You fall by 10, or excuse me, you fall by 10 in that one. And then on Saturday, uh, probably the worst game that you've played perhaps all year. Uh, really, you look at two of, you know, you look at Tech's three worst games this year. You go all the way back to non-conference play. You fall 92-65 on the road at Wyoming. And then you look at two conference games. You fall at home 68-51 to Middle Tennessee. And then Saturday you fall 63-49 to the Blue Raiders. Uh, This kind of feels like Middle Tennessee is a really tough matchup for Louisiana Tech. They've got a lot of good length on the perimeter uh, which seems to bother Louisiana Tech's guards. And let's be honest, not making an excuse. Tech only has one point guard at this point with Jordan Crawford. So uh, it's become a little bit more difficult. They put the ball in the hands of Isaiah Crawford here uh, in recent games, and, and he's been able to kind of operate things from a point-forward perspective. Uh, looking at uh, this weekend, they'll host FIU on Thursday night. Uh, of course, FIU defeated the Bulldogs 66-62 uh, down in Miami, I believe that game was back on February the 9th. And then on Saturday, 26-3, and 16-2 in conference play, Florida Atlantic will come to town. Uh, that's a 6 p.m. tip-off Saturday night on ESPN+. Plus. So uh, keep your eyes peeled. A good opportunity for Louisiana Tech to try to create some momentum as they get set for the conference tournament that's set to start next Wednesday in Frisco. So that'll start next Wednesday, March the 8th. Looking at the conference standings for the, the men, uh, Louisiana Tech 6-12 and overall, currently in ninth place in Conference USA. Um, if they were to have, or if they were to win both games this weekend, they would have an opportunity uh, to potentially get all the way up to seventh place uh, when you look at Western Kentucky and FIU. But 
Uh, obviously, you get a chance to play FIU. Uh, so you, you got a chance to move up in the stands, but you really need to win both games instead of splitting. So we'll, we'll kind of see where that goes. Uh, but nonetheless, Louisiana Tech will be in action on first in the first day of the Conference USA Tournament on March the 8th. Looking at Brooks Storrs' squad, last time we spoke to you, they'd won two games in a row over FIU and FAU at home. Felt like they were getting close to making a run. Anna Laura Robertson was back in the lineup and a run they have made. They go on the road, sweep a, sweep a road trip at North Texas, at Charlotte. Second game of that uh, road trip came against Charlotte. Double overtime win, 83-79. Kiana Walker was tremendous. Had 27 points, 14 rebounds in that one. Western Kentucky come back home last Thursday, defeat them 70-65, to and then barely get clipped by 25th-ranked Middle Tennessee on the back end of that homestand Saturday, 61-59. But you look at the Lady Texers, like I said, they've won five out of six, getting set for the final road trip of the year at FIU, at FAU. Uh, you look at the overall standings for the ladies right now. Lady Texers are 17-11 overall, so an, an opportunity to win 19 games in the regular season for Brooks Store. And it's like I said, you can love Brooks Store, you can hate Brooks Store, but there ain't no denying when they get late in the season, she's got her team playing their best basketball, and that's exactly what they're doing right now. 17-11 overall, 10-8 in conference play. Currently sit in fifth place in the conference standings. If they wanted to move into that four spot, which is not all that significant, fourth or fifth place gets a first-round bye, and Tech's really locked into the fifth-place spot having swept the season series against North Texas. So not a whole lot of change, you know, a whole lot of differential or differences in being fourth or fifth. But if Rice was to get swept on their Florida road trip this weekend, Tech could get into that four spot. Uh, but nonetheless, it looks like Tech will have that first-round bye in Frisco, they'll play March the 9th against Rice. Uh, I believe that's a quarterfinal matchup in the Conference USA Tournament. So Brooks Store and her team looking to finish the year strong on the road at FIU on Thursday night. And they'll play at FAU on Saturday afternoon. So uh, real quick, want to make note of this. March 21st, that's a day to keep in mind. Louisiana Tech, Sonny Cumbie will start spring practice. Spring game, I believe, is scheduled for April the 22nd. So, uh, crazy enough, football season's almost here. We're getting into uh, the heat of basketball season with conference tournaments right around the corner. Also got baseball season. Uh, Northwestern coming in this weekend, travel to Arkansas, and then we're into conference play there. Softball season, conference plays right around the corner with the Lady Texas getting set to host North Texas. So, a lot going on in Louisiana Tech Athletics. Uh, Bleed Tech Blue is the place to be. It's only $9.95 a month. It is message board galore. I think we have nearly 500 replies on the two-game series against Ole Miss. We are blowing it out of the water. We want you to join us, BleedTechBlue.com, only $9.95 a month, like I said, and we will have you covered Regardless of sport, whatever you want covered in terms of Louisiana Tech athletics, we got you covered. So it's been fun talking to you. Looking forward to speaking with you again here in a couple of weeks. Appreciate you listening. I'm Ben Carlisle, publisher of BleedTechBlue.com.